Welcome to Behind the Story. My name is Lisa Renee from the Collaborative Press, and I'm also a contemporary romance author. And I'm Naomi Craig, author of historical fiction, Rahab's Courage. We had a, a fantastic uh, interview with um, Sweet and Clean, Sweet and Swoony, rom-com author Ellie Hall. Um, but before we get into that pre-recorded content, um, what are you working on right now, Lisa? Well, I've got a lot on and it's been great interviewing Ellie because I was able to pick her brains and get some advice and, and just see how she works things out because she um, writes lots of Christian um, fiction and then she's doing her sweet and clean rom-coms. So uh, this month I'm writing a 25,000 novella for a, an anthology um, for a sweet rom-com set uh, headed up by Laura Burton, one of the writing girls. And uh, so, yeah, I was just wondering whether to link that back into the existing series or start something fresh. So still got to decide on that. Um, so I'll be plotting that out. And then in May, Tabitha and I are co-writing a rom-com for the My Funny Valentine box set. So that's going to be really cool. Um, we've got this cool idea of uh, a newlywed couple on their honeymoon and the lady has an accident. Um, parasailing and she gets amnesia and she forgets that she's married to him so um, he has to convince her that they are married and it's going to be quite hilarious so I'm doing the guy's point of view being the Australian and Tabitha will do the American and uh, yeah so it's just going to be so much fun so yeah what about you Naomi what have you been up to? I submitted my I don't even know what it was anymore. My Christmas novella, which is ironic because talking with Ellie, it's, it's not what you'd think of as a Christmas novella. It's not all hallmarky because of its biblical fiction. So it gets a little dark. So I have that with you and um, the other critique partners. And I'm, I'm heading on to my third, um, my third full length book. So that you can find the scripture basis in first chronicles 7 it's about shira and she is noted in the scriptures for having built three cities so you can go and read that in ephraim's descendants about a little bit of my story outline so i know you've done quite a lot of research for that so when are you actually what when are you planning to dive into the writing I'm actually i'm on the writing now so it's i did the research back in the fall or um you know, for fall for the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and then I took a break for Christmas and then I got my pre-order for uh, for Ezekiel's song out. And so um, now it's time. I've got to focus. I've got, I've got to, I've got to be diligent and, and make sense with my words. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find that you just need to be a little bit easy on yourself with the first draft uh, just to get it out and don't be too critical and <laughs> remember that you've got, you know, you can layer it and improve over time and with edits. That's true. Yeah. And I'm, so I normally do or have done, I have done handwriting for the first draft, but then, um, and then recently I did like a transcribing it with my voice. And so I'm, I'm trying to go right to on the computer and hopefully cut out a couple of steps because I, if I think about it, I know I get stressed because I'm 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 not far from my deadline. I can make it, but I I can't dilly dally. You know what I mean? So, how are you finding the speech to text? Are you doing it on your computer and you can see the translation, the the tr transcription? 
Uh, it's uh so it, well no in the past I'd I'd handwrite and then I would speak into it was like online on Microsoft One or you can find Microsoft online where you can you can use their vocal thing and right. so then it, so I was doing that um, but now I'm now I'm just trying to just start typing and getting the words on on the computer the first round so. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause I know that you were doing the handwriting and then I thought, Oh, and then she's going to go and type all that in like, my goodness. So yeah. So you're reading. Yeah. Did it convert yeah, quite was, well? Did it always? Uh, it, it was, it depends. I, we, we got myself and the computer, we got more familiar with each other as it went on, but um, the first part was pretty rough. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I, I find my speech detects yeah it takes a lot of editing and I don't know if it's yeah accent or whatever. so you thinking the computer does learn your well I would learn I think I would learn the computer more I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's not you speak it's like a robot <laughs> like I know it's catchphrases and what it wants to do but yeah so I don't know just trying something new so Right, well, let's get into our interview today. Uh, this is so great to have Ellie Hall with us. Um, Ellie Hall is a US Today bestselling author. If only that means she could wear a tiara and get away with it. She loves puppies, books and the ocean. Writing sweet romance with lots of firsts and fuzzy feels gives her joy. Oh, and chocolate chip cookies are her fave. Ellie believes in dreaming big, working hard and lazy Sunday afternoons spent with her family and dog in gratitude for God's grace. Ellie, thanks for joining us on Behind the Story. Thanks for having me. So Ellie, for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about you and what you write. All right. Well, um, I'm a woman of faith. I am a wife, a mother, and um, my oldest daughter just left on a mission today. So it's been emotional, uh, to say the least. And um, I write... Uh, sweet and swoony, I like to say, romance, um, everything from cowboys to Christmas to rom-coms um, with, you know, kind of a faith-friendly aspect and hopefully a few laughs and maybe some tears too. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. So today is the day when we release this video um, is your latest book, Designing Happily Ever After. So that's the April 15th, 2022. Um, so the part of the back cover says, I'm an admitted type A go-getter. If there are goes to be gotten, I'm the one to get them or something like that. Don't get me started on how my knack for interior design or is a cover up for my internal struggle, anxiety, and I are frenemies. So what is the story behind this designing happily ever after? Um, so designing happy, happily ever after, um, it's the first series in my new series, uh, first book, sorry, in my new series, Home Sweet Home. And my husband's a contractor and like the last thing he wants to do at the end of the day is watch home improvement shows, but I love them. <laughs> um, and so I've kind of convinced him to watch Fixer Upper with me. And he's like, hey, do you have a, do you have a Chip and Joanna? <laughs> so referring to the, you know, to the husband and wife team on that show. Um, and if I had any of those types of characters, and I was like, you know, I, I don't. And he's like, well, you should. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, and so, well, none of the characters are actually based off of the real people at all. I was inspired to write, you know, a, ho a home improvement show and kind of put my own spin on it and, and made it into a three book series, actually four book series. Um, and I have two others maybe in the works. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But it was like, it was so much fun because I get to blend, you know, um, 
the home improvement shows and like the, the fun befores and afters and all that um, with, you know, a, a love story. So it was, it was a lot of fun to get behind the scenes kind of. Very cool. That sounds amazing. Congratulations on your release. Thank you. <laughs> so what is your favorite part of the writing process and your least favorite? Oh, um, so my favorite part of the writing process uh, is all of it and none of it. <laughs> um, it's really both depending on the day, what else I have going on, sales, reader response. It's like the kitchen sink where, you know, like it can be full and messy or empty and tidy. Um, but kind of to be more specific, um, I really enjoyed the beginning and the end of the first draft. And that's when I get to really know the characters and the shape the story is going to take, um, the trajectory of kind of their status quo situation to like kind of what throws everything up in the air and kind of how they get out of that back on track and you know kind of get there fall in love and happily ever after um so uh my kind of building off of that though my least favorite part is the messy middle and inevitably I outlined so inevitably as I'm going I end up having to go back and revise my outline and I kind of have you know multiple documents open and I'm cutting and pasting and kind of like performing word surgery you could say <laughs> um, it's, my characters kind of have their own plans sometimes as we go so I have to modify um, and that that can kind of get I can get in the weeds at that point um, and then once I'm back out of that towards the end I'm like okay got this <laughs> sounds interesting so you're a plotter but you you're flexible and if you want to change it you you're just adjusting but it takes some work but you're willing to do that like absolutely yeah yeah. yeah. If you think this is going to be better if this happens or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, I kind of learned to tap into like, if I, if I'm, you know, writing, typing, 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 and then all of a sudden, like, ugh, I just don't feel like I'm going anywhere. I'm like, oh, I took a wrong turn and I go back a couple paragraphs and, you know, refer to the outline and kind of how it's going to connect the bridge to the next section of the story, the next chapter, whatever scene or whatever. And um, it's, such a process but you know I can when I pull it off I'm like yay this is my favorite and then when I'm just like uh, <laughs> it's like I don't like this at all <laughs> I hear How that long a lot does of it... getting stuck in the middle and like yeah that that's the the hard bit and that's the majority of the story is in the middle sort of thing you know yes. <laughs> so how long does it take you to work work on these books because you're cranking them out like once a month right so I, I outline pretty heavily, like I do a pretty thorough chapter by chapter outline. So like, that's kind of, the, that's part A and then part B is actually writing. And so once I'm going, I used to be able to do maybe like four chapters a day, upwards of like 8,000 words, like no problem, but you know, with family reconfigurations and time and me kind of getting like, kind of hitting a little bit of burnout, I'm more like two chapters and maybe three if I push it a little bit. So my, um, my productivity has cut back a little bit and you know I'm just going with the flow it's like okay that's what it is and I'm on track to release a book a month but um uh it depends on also the length that I'm aiming for so the most recent series is my longest uh each book is the longest yet and so that was more time consuming and then you know I have books that are maybe 30 40,000 words um I don't know if that means anything to readers but it's <laughs> on the shorter side so um so yeah. it kind of goes faster but then I, I revise and revise and revise so I, I, I work probably too much <laughs> I work a lot it sounds like sometimes. it it sounds like yeah. you're saying oh I need two chapters oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> well that's good you're sort of slowing down a little bit because it is pretty intense to keep it like you know like year after year you wouldn't be able to do like 
exactly it's, it's not sustainable <laughs> yeah well some people do it, I guess but um they don't yeah. have children and their children are growing up and everything like that you know so exactly it's a bit different yeah. um I would like to ask a bit more about that so you're um so for the, the readers that were wondering what 30,000 words, so it's sort of like just a shorter novel so, or a long novella. So yeah. um, back to your um, size of your books and now you're going longer and that. So what's, um, is it just because you feel the story is wrapped up or you were doing some novellas and you started writing shorter? What, what, how do you work out what's a good length or is it, do you, does your series match like the same length in the yeah. series? Um. So it's both. So sometimes some some series like I have um like a small town beach scene uh, beach town romance um Christian romance and I kind of intentionally made those a little bit shorter. They're usually been below forty thousand words um and across I try and keep it even across the series so it's consistent for the readers. Um, but I was thinking, you know what, this is like the perfect beach read or poolside read or you know it's really hot out and you don't want to go out but it's summertime so you're kind of in that mood um so it kind of depends on on Christmas books I tend to write shorter because like there's so many Christmas books that you just want to devour them <laughs> um and so yeah so it kind of depends and then this most recent series I was thinking it was only going to be three books it grew into four books so I was like well, I'll just I'll write those a little bit longer and then sometimes I just get really involved in different scenes and things and they go longer but I do try to be consistent so if you read one of my series generally they're all going to be about the same length because I, I like that personally as a reader. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've been seeing a lot of discussions with authors talking about, you know, sometimes like these days, a lot of people are wanting just uh, a read where they just can get into it and they've read it that day, you know, like what, two yeah. hours read, two and a half hours. And then, and then, and then, you know, you still got your readers who do like the longer, but with rom-coms, I think, uh some some sort of tending to starting to get a bit shorter you know like um or yeah. they're pumping out novellas on like series and stuff what are you thinking what do you think that works well with the rom-com genre you know I've I've seen I've seen both actually and I've seen both work really well like the I think for rom-com pacing is really important you want to just keep kind of flipping the pages so if you have enough material to keep that going then by all means write longer but if it's you know, kind of short, sweet to the point, you get your laughs in, you get your, you know, your story arc and your, um, you know, happily ever after, and it's a little shorter. I can, I see it working both ways for sure. Awesome. Cool. And another question I always overtake when I'm interviewing sweet rum calls. <laughs> Naomi doesn't get to ask any questions. Um, oh. <laughs> It's all right. She did an interview with a biblical fiction author all by herself last. Twice. I did too. I did the last two. So I'll let Lisa take uh, So over. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, no, I forgot my question. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So with um, so you you've been writing for a long time, all different series. You've got like nine series, is it? Did you say? Was it nine series? So. Yeah. I think it's nine, yeah. Yeah. And um, how many series have you, you switched right into rom-com? You've like leaned into that. How many? So I started writing rom-com in um, 2020. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> one of the funniest of years, I actually, so my, my, both my parents passed away in 2020, um, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and not having anything to do with what was going on in the world. But um, mm -hmm. my mom used to always say like laughter is the best medicine and um, we, you know, we, we all have sense, you know, our family was like sense of humor and <clears throat> all that stuff. So, um, I was like, you know, and I, and I picked up a rom-com and I read it and I was like, oh, this is just what I needed. You know, it was, 
at, at a, a, the appropriate point in time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and so I was like, you know, I, I generally a lot of my books have some humor in them. You know, it's not like too serious. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I think I'm gonna give this a shot. And so, um, so that was <clears throat> late 2019. I started writing, and then I just kind of went with it. Um, and I, I'm really enjoying it, but I, I just actually finished my, one of my Christian cowboys and I was so sad to say goodbye to them. <laughs> um, and I have a Christmas series coming out later this year. There's, it's rom-com though, I guess. Um, but it still has like, you know, a lot of Christmas elements in it. So, and Christian elements. So it's kind of all, all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, I've kind of what I needed too, which is, kind of contrary to what I was saying about following what readers wanted to read but I, I think we all kind of needed a little comic relief at that point <laughs> yeah definitely I mean I've had a similar experience and and also just seeing more people just wanting just that escape although because life is very serious and lots of stuff going in sometimes it's just good yeah. to dive into another world and have some joy you know in your life and so because it can't be all serious and like yeah some um, lightness <laughs> yeah you need to have balance so Okay, so you've been writing for a while, like we mentioned. Um, are you a part of a retreat group? Were you originally part of one? Are you still connected? Is that online or in person? Um, I have not been part of a critique, like a formal critique group per se, but I have, I guess, a, a critique partner, or like I call her Jane of all trades. Um, <clears throat> my author friend, Amy Sparling, she and I met back in 2014, um, I think. And I think, I think actually we met on Twitter and we've never met in person, but we, you know, um, talk you know we've seen each other and talk like that um but we were kind of right in the same circle and we clicked and like we kind of joke that we're water cooler buddies we chat we chat most days like we take a break and email each other or you know dm or whatever um we keep each other accountable which i feel like is who it really keeps you from you know in this um industry i guess you could say it keeps you from falling in the ditches like we cheer each other's successes and commiserate and um, I, I found that even though my family is very supportive, it is nice to have someone that like intimately knows the ins and the outs, the nitty and the gritty of what we do from page to publication. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun, and we you know we have different inside jokes about like how writing is a marathon and um, all these different you know crossing the finish line moments and the 19th mile moments and all these different things. So. Um, I cannot recommend having at least one person, if not a group enough. It has been the saving grace for me. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we get into the good, the bad and the ugly, like it's, it's all of it. And so um, it's nice having that connection and having that person um, and getting feedback and brainstorming and, you know, all, basically all the things, which is, I think, easier when it's just one person versus a group, because you're, you know, there's so many people, but sometimes in, inside of a group, you can find that one person that maybe you resonate with a little bit more or has you know, a similar, they're at a similar point in life as you are or whatever. Um, we both have older teenagers. So, you know, we have maybe a little bit more time, although strangely teenagers take up a lot of time too. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's great. And I like, you know, anyone that's getting, you know, freshly into this or has been at it for a long time, if you can find someone, um, I can't say enough about having a person or a group. Yeah, we agree. That's how Lisa and I met too, is we're, we're part of a critique group. So, oh, nice. so, so it's fun. Does your, your does your partner write rom-coms as well or what, what genre is she in? Does, yes. She was just writing um, uh, mostly young adult, you know, contemporary fiction. And then more recently she's gone into, um, rom, you know, adult women's rom-com um, and she's, she really enjoys it. And she's, you know, 
kind of dipping her feet into that after being in the YA for so long. So um, I'm excited for her to be a part of the rom-com revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best writing advice that someone has shared with you? Oh gosh. So I wish I knew where this came from, but it's such a part of my framework now for everything about writing that I, and I cannot remember, I wish I could credit the person, but the, the general idea is to write fresh and familiar. So um, I've had plenty of books that I've written that I call passion projects, quote unquote. <laughs> um, and they're just like the books of my heart that I felt compelled to write. Um, and they, they may or may not fit neatly you know, on a bookshelf at Barnes and Noble or, you know, on Amazon's um, digital shelves. Um, and that's fine. That's good. Like, I, I think we need to write those stories for various reasons. Um, however, you know, because of career goals and providing readers with a satisfying experience um, that makes them want to, you know, turn the page and come back for more um, and support my family while doing it, because that's important. <laughs> um, my intention is to write something that has, like, it's familiar. So it has the tropes and, you know, the, like, the magic of the first glance and the first kiss and like, those little butterflies of, you know, a new relationship. Um, and, and while also keeping things fresh. So having unique character traits or hobbies or, you know, different backgrounds um, and, you know, aspects like that to, that way I can adhere to what I know. Um, so what's, you know, what's familiar while being creative as well. So I kind of have like, um, kind of a, in a way like an outline <laughs> to, keep, to keep myself um, following along with that. Yeah, definitely. I can see like after you've been doing quite a few series, you want to yeah make it interesting, give them some interesting sort of not just your usual job or something like that. That's keeps them engaged because yeah. you, know, you always got the same similar <laughs> tropes and, yeah. and elements of the romance, so you want to keep it fresh. Totally. And sometimes even like names, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've used all the names. <laughs> I know. Use your favorite names. I I'm, I use a name generator, but some of them. Yeah. I come up some weird ones sometimes. Like, just press again, again, again. <laughs> yep. And and also googling to make sure they're not some famous person or someone with some news report on them or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have to be very careful of that. Yeah. You just don't want to tread into those waters. And I, because I'm Australian, you know, I don't necessarily know all the like. Someone will say, "Oh, he's a famous soccer player or something." Oh, well, it sounded like a really cool name that I made up, but it was, you know, it's someone. But what's your inspiration for writing your Christian fiction? You've got a little series that have Christian themes. What? How do you get your inspiration for that? Um. Yeah. So I think it just comes down. Or it comes down to a few things, but it's what I like to read. So, um, and I, you know, I don't like skipping pages while I'm reading. And you know, there's some content and no judgment at all. People can write what they want to write, but um, it's like what I write, to, what I like to read, um, and also um, my faith and belief in capital W word. Um, so I like to include elements that feel natural or right to do so. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I, I don't kind of follow a script or an outline in that way. I just kind of write what comes through, um, what feels true to the characters, especially when they're experiencing, you know, a triumph or a tragedy. You know, that that they see as a gift or a blessing or a burden. Um, and then mercy that can come from God. So, you know, it kind of translates to a transformation or a realization or a connection that they have with what's greater um, in the Lord. Your readers, I know a lot of Christian readers read sweet and a lot of sweet readers are Christians, but um, yeah. obviously you'll be getting some readers which aren't, you know, into the faith elements that are reading your sweet rom-coms and they might go and check out your other books. So how are you finding that? Because I'm quite interested because I'm, you know, sort of in that, 
I'm yeah. contributing to a rom-com sweep, but you know, I've, should I connect them back to my Christian series sort of thing? I was interested about that. Yeah, so it, 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 I, I've definitely thought about that and wondered about it myself. Um, and so in my sweet romance, I don't include as many faith elements. Like, I, you know, I, I won't quote scripture or anything like that. I keep it um, faith-based, but not overtly. Um, and so I have had some reviews, which I tend to not, I, I tend not to like read them too much, but I just like to kind of know, take a barometer, like where am I at? Um, and sometimes I've gotten comments like, it's so sweet and so fluffy and like, you know, smushy, gushy and all these things. And I'm like, well, yeah, like, look at the cover. It's pink. What, like, what do you expect? <laughs> um, but, uh, kind of apart from that more to your, to what you're asking, um, you know, I've had a little bit of concern, you know, if I don't want to disappoint readers or mislead them or anything like that, but on all of my blurbs on, on Amazon or wherever you're shopping, um, I do include, you know, this is, you know, clean and wholesome and, you know, getting involved in all the labels. Like, I don't, I just don't like sometimes on Facebook, people like really get into the weeds with that. Um, but I'm just kind of speaking to what readers refer to, um, in that genre. So, um, you know, I'll men mention that it's faith-based or, you know, just sweet rom-com. Um, and hopefully that kind of conveys where I'm coming from and what they can expect from the book. Um, and then if you join my newsletter, you kind of get a better idea. And I, you know, I talk a lot about my different series and books and things. So you can kind of um, navigate through and see which one might appeal. But I find that there's also a lot of crossover and, and I hope that, you know, readers are hopefully generally pretty gracious and, you know, if like the book isn't as spicy as they'd like, like that's okay, they'll go on to something else. Or if it's, you know, too spicy, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we'll just, stick with this author or whatever so you know it's a matter of kind of navigating and finding you know the kind of books that you want or skipping ones they don't what what is your favorite genre to read um cowboys <laughs> i love the cowboys give me all the cowboys uh there's just something so compelling and comforting about like the western way of life and um, like when they're faced with a challenge, their, their, their compass turns to them, like kind of turns them to God. Um, but I also, I do love the rom-coms. I love to laugh and just kind of get carried away and, you know, not be thinking too hard about anything. So, um, definitely I would say my favorites are cowboys, rom-com, and I also love Christmas stories. Um, there's just so like something just so like, like, oh, I'm so happy. Um, the hallmarky ones. <laughs> yes, I am. I am that girl. Yep, and, and unashamedly. Um. So yeah. So those kind of what I write. It's what I like to read. Excellent. Well, if you are tuning in either on YouTube or on your podcast, we'd love to know. We've got two rom com authors, and they're always looking for awkward situations. So comment below. Um, an awkward situation that maybe happened to you while you were dating or something that you'd like to see in a book and maybe maybe one of your situations will get you got two options here so you might have some good luck here and in getting into a story with your with your background <laughs> I love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll be great I'm, I'm meant to write uh in an anthology and we have to have a really awkward meet a clumsy meet cute so if anyone's got any ideas um I'll be interested to see them in the comments um, all right, so back to uh, the market changes. So how do you feel the Christian fiction market has positively changed over the past five to 10 years? Because you've been, you know, um, 
even before you started publishing. So what was it 2007 that you've sort of been writing or 2005? Yeah, I started, yeah, back then. Um, but and I, what, what, you know, it's funny because back then I wasn't really paying attention to the market. Like I just didn't get, like I didn't have that piece of the puzzle yet. <laughs> I was like, you know, later on I was like, oh, okay, I need to like be focusing on more than just like writing the story and remembering to add commas and those kinds of things. So in all honesty, like I haven't necessarily paid attention to what's changed, but I do see more recently um, and hope this for the future as well as it continues um, to grow and flourish. It's encouraging to see readers devouring faith-based books. Um, and it tells me that there's a hunger and a need and a, and a desire for it. Um, so, so that's, I think that we're moving in a really positive direction. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it just makes me so happy that even in this digitized world and we can, you know, we can read online, which is great and I do, um, but it is so nice to know that people are still reading as much as they are. We can just like stream shows all day and night um, and so I feel like it's, it's very positive to see so many people, um, you know, enjoying this genre and hopefully we can, you know, give them what they want. Yeah, definitely. We can see once, you know, people realize, you know, they can get the eBooks rather than you're just limited to your library, what Christian fiction they have. Like I know my library, like read all of, read all the Amish books, <laughs> you know, read, and then like, and then like you get into Kindle Unlimited and then you just can be just binging all week. Yes. <laughs> night and day. Um, we were talking before the show that uh, you were going for trying to get into the trad market and was it 2,000 submissions did you say? Um, Over wow yeah. so what would you advise someone I, I mean I have a lot of con connections and people there so that I mean I'm worried whether to dive into the self-publishing and they keep you know they keep trying to get their agent or send me what what uh, what's your experience what what's your advice? So um Let's see. The advice I'd give to someone before they write their first book, whether they're going the traditional route or whether they want to do independent publishing, um, is to really ask themselves why, which just seems like such a basic question. Just like we ask our characters why they're doing what they're doing and understanding understanding our own reasoning, um, I found is really key to helping me move forward and kind of picking a path. And, um, you know, if you want to write the book of your heart, go for it. And, but it, is it for you or your readers, which is like always been a really important question that I, I come back to, like, is this book for readers or is this for me? Um, and, you know, I really do think that there is a difference and some books of the heart find great success. Um, but, you know, like it, the publishing industry is huge <laughs> and you can write a book, but the question is, are people going to read it, enjoy it? You know, like that's hopefully part of, part of the why. Um, so I, I think that the books that we write for ourselves are like really important to our process um, to learn to learn how to grow as a writer and um, kind of um, go go deeper and be be the best we can be. And, and I was saying a little bit before how um, my my um, writer buddy <laughs> I just call her by her name. Um, you know we talk we talk about it's like training for a marathon. Like so there's like the stretching and limbering up and all these things. Um, so when we write for readers with that in mind, there's a, it's like a different ball game. It becomes less about what we want to say and more about what we want them to feel as, you know, while they're reading or, you know, are they inspired, understood, refreshed, um, you know, after escaping into like, you know, a great grand love story or an adventure or, or whatever, um, you know, are they reminded of what's important in life and all these kind of things, these like bigger themes, which, you know, don't necessarily come across, um, you know, you're, you're not writing out like, oh, the theme of my book is this, but it's it's just sort of like in the background. It's like what, like the ambient um, feeling of the book. So um, even though it might feel like an annoying busy work assignment from high school, 
digging in and figuring out why we're writing what we're writing, um, I feel like is crucial because it can really shape our direction. And I think once we have the direction that we want to go in and what our goals are and why we're doing, why we're writing, I think it, be, it makes all the next steps that much easier because you can keep returning to that. Um, you know, traditional publishing is a different animal than uh, self-publishing and they're, they're both, they both have their advantages and disadvantages. And I have, you know, no criticism or bias towards one or the other necessarily, but I did try a long time in traditional and did not cut the mustard. So, you know, that was my path, but I'm so glad that, that I went in the direction I did. And I think I would have saved myself a lot of time and heartache. And uh, if I had been more concentrated, concentrated more on why am I doing this? You know, do I want to be a New York Times bestseller? Do I want to see my name on the cover of a book? Or do I want to um, connect with readers and, you know, hear from them and what they loved about the stories? Because that's like, that really gives me a lot of um, edification, like knowing that I, I touched someone or they could relate or, you know, they just made their afternoon better or whatever. Um, so that said, in terms of finding out, figuring out why we're, um, writing it's you know it's not meant to overwhelm anyone it's a, it's like a process and there's plenty of time um to figure it out you know it doesn't have to be a rush and you know have figured it out yesterday you can kind of figure it out as you go and it might become more apparent as as you're in the writing process or in the publishing process maybe even in the promotion process um I, but I, I really do that uh really do think that figuring out why we're writing what we're writing um can kind of it just, uh, it can, it can kind of cut out a lot of noise and distraction and kind of get us on track faster, which, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully is positive. Yeah, absolutely. So do you hide any secrets in your book that only a few people find? Oh, I do. <laughs> Ooh, we um, want to know. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, I love the Twilight series. <laughs> Um, and I used to always, I, like I had a habit of, and this was sort of in my, the, the books that are like in a drawer, like they're not actually in a drawer, they're just on my computer, but um, I always had a habit of mentioning something about Twilight, like I would make a Twilight reference, and I had a few of my girlfriends and I, we would, you know, watch the movies and read the books, we had our little book club online, um, and so I would kind of like give a little nod to Twilight, um, but now, you know, in my published books, I'd hide little Easter eggs, I call them, like, like in how they have in movies, so I might mention like a fictional product from another book that I made up or a place or an event or something like that from another book, or I mean, sorry, another series altogether. Um, so it's kind of fun to weave these in and, and like with a little wink and a nod. Um, so for instance, an example would be, um, my husband makes hot sauce. We grow our own, our own peppers and we make hot sauce and it inspired my character Hattie in, um, let's see, it was lassoing the cowboy's heart to feature her family's hot sauce recipe um, at her market. And so it, it gets a little shout out in another series that's not, has nothing to do with the Cowboys. And so I kind of like add these little things in, but it's nice because it kind of makes it easier for me. <laughs> I don't have to like think of a new thing. Um, and yeah, when readers notice it, they really do love it. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> that's cute. Awesome. So um, let's just get back to, we'll focus on uh, just a bit about you personally. So in in three words, how would you describe yourself? Oh, um, if you asked my husband, he would say, and I, I did, I asked him. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> um, he said, I'm smart, beautiful, and funny. So he gets some Aww. funny there. Yeah, he definitely um, gets points for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say 
um, when it comes to writing at least, um, and, and publishing and creating for readers, I do my best to be consistent, present and engaging. So those would be like, and I, and I do try, I don't know how well I succeed in real life to be that way as well. Um, so just consistency, you know, just stick with it. Um, you know, if something doesn't work, I might not, you know, I might change course a little bit, but in being present and especially when I'm writing, you know, there's can always flip on Facebook, but I just try and, you know, do, stick to my task and engaging with, um, you know, readers on Facebook and Instagram when I'm not writing. <laughs> what, what are your favorite hobbies outside of reading and writing and what are you reading right now? Okay, so aside from um, family and spiritual time and reading and writing, which are definitely, like, those are my top, you know, top things probably. Um, I love surfing and hiking, and I do both at least once or twice a week. Um, and I find being in nature helps me kind of clear my head and, you know, clear out all that clutter that gets up there and uh, helps the creative juices to start flowing. Um, and I also started getting more into gardening because it's, you don't have to, I don't have to go anywhere. I can just go in the backyard. I'm, I'm really, really good at pulling weeds. So <laughs> uh, my husband has the green thumb, but I try. Um, this past weekend, we planted something called pineapple strawberries. They're like little yellow strawberries. So I'm excited to see if those come up. Um, and our regular strawberries are doing well. So we'll see. I, I may have some gardening characters coming in the near future. We'll see. <laughs> There's always overlap. Um, and so what am I reading right now? I am reading... Um, the Buy-In by Emma St. Clair. I am reading, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the name of the book. Um, oh gosh. I usually have a few. I usually have a paperback book and a Kindle book at the same time. So, and I'm blanking. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not going to say the author's name because I can't remember the name of the book because I don't want to you know, embarrass myself, but. Um, <laughs> You've got a couple but, going. Uh, <laughs> what's that? You've got a couple books going. Always, yep. yes. Always, cool. Um, what is something fun or quirky that may or may not affect your writing? So, okay. Um, I have a very small dog with a big bark um, and I, I push him in a stroller. <laughs> so um, I am that person. I'm the lady with the dog in the stroller. Um, he has bad knees and he can't go very far, but he gets, you know, if he's in the house all day and I'm working, he gets so restless. You can hear him barking right now. Um, he probably heard me say, say a key word there, um, the W-A-L-K word. Um, so, you know, I, I bring him out in the stroller and he, like, usually at some point he wants to get out and he wants to walk around and sniff, but then he wants to get back in. So we're kind of a spectacle where the people in the neighborhood, or I'm the person in the neighborhood with the dog in the stroller. Um, and all of that is to say, um, I do take my writing career seriously, uh, but I don't take myself too seriously. So <laughs> I love to laugh sometimes at myself, sometimes pushing uh, my dog in the stroller. <laughs> has your dog and, and a stroller ever made it in one of your books? No, but it should. See, this is yes. how, yeah, this is what happens. Drop a one in the comments below if you want to see this dog stroller in, the, in one of Ellie's books. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> should be in a wrong comment. <laughs> <laughs> that now I, now I have to do it now yeah, yeah it was do. a bit different to the, the dog in the handbag you know like a dog in Australia I, I have I have a bag for him I have a pouch you know like when my kids were little I had a pouch for them and now I have a pouch for him because he like you know I want to I want to take a walk or a hike and he's just not gonna not gonna make it so it goes in <laughs> <laughs> so what's coming up next for you Ellie 
So um, as we talked a little bit about, I have the, um, this, the Home Sweet Home series coming out with the first book, um, Designing Happily Ever After. And these are my longest books yet. And so, you know, it was really fun to go to the fictional southern town of Butterbury and get to know the lady bosses um, and write their love stories, a little, little hints there. Um, so uh, I also now I'm, I always I'm a, hopefully ahead of, ahead of schedule. And I just started my next series after this one. Um, which is a six books, six book, small town, Christmas um, band of brothers books. So there's six brothers, six books. It's a spinoff um, from the last book in another series that I wrote called um, Hawkridge Hollow. And it's another small town kind of inspired by Whistler. Um, if you're familiar with it, it's such a, like a pretty picture, picturesque. Um, I'm not one for snow, but it's just it's so pretty to, you know, go there fictionally. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's also, there's pie, cookies, Christmas trees, first kisses, and all the like festive fun stuff um, that you expect in a Christmas book. And the first book releases in July. So I've just been, have the Christmas carols going. I'm driving my family crazy. I press pause when they come home because my office is the kitchen. So, <laughs> um, so I've been getting into that. Oh, sounds awesome. Well, I've been following your Instagram, so I sort of see a little bit of what you're up to. Um, yeah. Where's the best place for people to find you online? Is it Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, so um, my website is elliehallauthor.com and all of my, my Facebook, Instagram, which are the two places I do hang out, um, it's Ellie Hall Author, real easy to find me. Um, and I also have a newsletter, which I send out every week um, where I get a little more, you know, a little more personal, more books, more deals and stuff like that, some fun stuff. So I just have to say real quick um, with the dog, I'm going back to the dog thing because <laughs> Lisa's series has a dog and I'm just picturing this dog in a, in a backpack or something. <laughs> Lisa, you're going to put Do Boris in a backpack for me? <laughs> uh, well, in this, my last book, he, um, Ethan teases <clears throat> about how their dog sleeps on the bed, but Caitlin is, is progressed him to having his own bed, but he sleeps on the bed during the day. But it's a great day. And so, yeah, yeah, it would be. Uh, oh. maybe, maybe he can go on a bike ride, on a motorbike ride with Jake. That'll be fun. You know, I, his paws. Um, I had a great day. I had a great day growing up and I had her pull me when I was doing rollerblading. That, oh, that that's kind of dangerous. <laughs> My dog is seven pounds. So, like his head is probably the size not even as big as a great dane's head so yeah. <laughs> the, dog, the whole dog is probably not as big as a great dane so <laughs> oh goodness well thank you so much for joining us ellie and sharing with our viewers today on behind the story ah, absolutely thank you for having me it's been a delight i'm so glad i got this chance to chat with you both so remember to stay connected to Ellie on her website. We'll have the link below. You can get her free novella um, or her book, um, New Year with the Billionaire. And she's also offering a copy of her new release, Designing Happily Ever After to One Winner. So the link, the King Sumo link will be in the show notes. Comment below with Team Bib Fick if you're here for the biblical fiction world. I'd love to see you guys representing even here with the sweet and clean rom-coms. If you are here from the biblical fiction world, do you know that my novella On Desolate Heights is free for you as well? Um, sign up to my newsletter, stay up with my happenings, and that is about Balaam and his talking donkey. If you're here for the rom-coms, put hashtag team rom-com, and you can also download my free novella, Fake Engagement with Steak, 
and that's in ebook or audiobook. You just go to my website, lisareneauthor.com. The link will be in the show notes. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Behind the Story. Until next time, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thanks for joining us.